I'm Andy. And I'm Jessica. And this is The Coop. You're listening to The Coop Homeschool Podcast. This is your podcast for community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling. This is episode two, A Homeschool Fail. Before we dig into a fail, let's start on our scoop on the coop. Okay, I'm going to go first. Okay. Um, my kids, I love what they're doing this week. They are filming themselves teaching art classes. Oh, fun! I know. And so um, they, they sent me the videos. They had me edit a, a couple of the videos and put them on a YouTube channel. How it's fun. so cute. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so last week at my house, we um, spent five of the last seven days with the cousins. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Yep. So we um, went up to another beach town and we did acai bowls in the morning. We spent an afternoon at the beach. Um, my kids spent the night at their house and then they came and spent the night at our house. And then um, we ended up doing a bonfire at the beach. How fun. Yeah. And then um, the kids, the cousins were left with um, their Nana. And so we went with Nana to the beach on Sunday. So it was quite the adventure. We got lots of outdoor time. Was it pretty crowded at the bonfire? Packed. Okay. Yeah. The beaches were packed even during the week. I couldn't tell the difference between weekday, like noon beach and weekend beach. Well, see, that's out of control. That's what I love about the homeschool year because we go to the beach all year round except in the summer. Exactly. (laughs) It was quite the uh, rude awakening to realize that we missed out on the rest of the homeschool time. Right, right. Yeah, so it's just really neat that my kids got to spend all the time with their cousins and my little guy who's two, he gets to be with his big, big cousins and big sister. So super special. Um, But let's dig in because... Life is not always special. Homeschooling <laughs> is not always easy. Um, so we want to tackle something big, a homeschool fail. And something many of us parents do that steals joy, not just from our kids, but from ourselves, is micromanaging. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about micromanaging, we don't mean parenting, managing, or guiding. That's different. We mean excessive supervision <laughs> and excessive critique. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of a hard balance, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you consider excessive? Um, many micromanagers don't realize that they're being excessive until someone outside the situation points it out. Totally. Yeah. So we thought it might be helpful to all of us if we just talked about it for a little bit. And we draw our attention to the little things we might not realize that we're doing. Um, So before we get into the fail portion, I wanted to talk about um, Lego Movie and how Lego Movie always reminds me of micromanagers. Okay, well, first, can we just say how awesome the Lego movies are? (laughs) Love them. They're so Um, much fun. So in the first movie, President Business, he employs his micromanagers to go and spread craggle all around the Lego city, right? And craggle is the super glue in real life. 
And so what it does is it takes away all this creativity and you see it getting stripped out, all the color leaves and everything. Oh. And then what the reality is, is this little boy who just wants to desperately play with his dad's Legos, but his dad insists that everything be in the proper place and according to the instructions and super glued down so it can't even be messed with. Right, my daughter actually today, she has this really nice kit of a frozen jewelry box with oh. drawers and gears that turn and everything. Fun. And she said, and she had already put it together like two months ago. And she said, mommy, can I, can I take that apart? And I was like, oh, yes, you can. Yes. And it was really hard to say that, right. but it's like, it's her Legos. If right. she has to take it apart and play with them another way, that's perfectly fine. Right. Yeah, that's the lesson from Lego Movie. Yeah. Um, so uh, this leads right into that fail. Oh, totally. Yeah. I have a fail to share. Um, it's really basically a parenting fail. I mean, homeschooling is parenting. Sure. So um, my kids love Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Yeah. They read all the books. We've watched the movies. We did a Diary of a Wimpy Kid theme day. Mm -hmm. We've read Who is Jeff Kinney. We're totally into it. Right. And so my son, who wasn't totally into reading until those books, uh, at least for the last couple of years, got so much into it and loved it so much, he said, I want to create my own diary, Aww. Diary of a Happy Kid. Oh, that's so cute. It's so cute. And so I have a binding machine, the comb binding machine, which I love and everybody should have one. Yes. And, uh, and so I made like a 90-page uh, diary. And with a cover, and he decorated it, and he started it April 1st, and mm. he wrote in it every night when he went to bed. He drew the pictures. Every single day is captured. So a couple weeks in or three weeks in, he says, can I read to you my diary? Oh. And I said, oh, yes, yes, a glimpse into his days right. and what, he, what stood out to him and just his sweet, you know, thoughts about it all, being a 10-year-old boy and... So he reads it to me, and I listen, and it's precious. It's precious. And I say, at the end of it all, I go, oh, that was so nice, but oh, um, it would really, you'd have a lot more fun looking back on this if you included how you felt, <laughs> not just what happened. Right. And, and he looks at me with, like, such, like, honest confusion. And he's like, why are you telling me how to write in my diary? And I was like, I am so sorry. Like, I totally blew it. Right. And I was just so hoping that, is he going to share with me again? Is he ever going to read to And he did. Right. But, but in that moment, it was like, what did I just do? The joy left both of our faces yeah. when I did that. And it's just like, you know, you just feel like such failure when you do oh, that. Oh, sure. That's yeah. a shocking moment. Yes. Yes. And we've all been there. <laughs> I've been there. And it's a hard moment to come away from. So what did you do? Um. So what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> what did you learn from it? Um. So what I've learned is actually my kids do a lot better when I'm not there. In free learning sure. experience and in um, their self-directed experience, uh, to to just be aware that this is something they're creating, I don't need to insert myself right. into it. And especially with our art table or when they build Legos, it's 
It's sad to say, but it's actually better when I'm busy or I go out for like a girl's night out. Right. And then coming back, I'm often surprised at what they were able to do and the creativity of what they're able to figure out. Totally. Without me inserting myself into the process. Totally. So I've tried to be, like I said about the Legos today, like try to be like, okay, go ahead. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Take that deep breath. And actually, yeah, with the Legos today, um, her sister was like, no, that's funny. (laughs) You can't. Yeah. And, um, but I was like, yes, she can. She already put it together, enjoyed it and she can move on. And so, but I think that could only come about because I was aware of a previous experience and obviously learn from it. Yay for me. Pat me on the back. Exactly. (laughs) I love that though. (laughs) Yeah. But giving them the room to explore and to create, to be able to succeed and even fail is really so important to them. Yeah, totally. And okay. But here's the struggle. And I know we all struggle with this is at what point do we, I mean, we need to insert ourselves. We need to, to teach them. So I have, for example, this gratitude journal that, that they're supposed to do in their solo time. That means like basically what people call homework time. Right. And they can do their solo time when they want. Usually it's first thing in the morning or at night when they're going to bed because they don't want to do it in the morning. Right. So, and part of that is their gratitude journal and it, and they're just supposed to write a daily gratitude. And then we share it when we do our dailies, our word of the day, our question of the day, and then they share their gratitude. And they were starting off by just doing one word gratitudes. And I was like, no, you need to fill up all the lines. Right. Don't say mommy and daddy every day. Right. You need to fill it out, flesh it out. Think of even the small things. Like it could be a food you had today. It could be a Zoom call you had with somebody. It could be anything, a toy you played with. And, and I said, they have to fill up all the lines. So that feels like micromanaging and, but I want that skill for them. Right. And that's a really hard balance, but here's the thing. So, um, the diary was his thing. He wanted to do the diary. It was his own project. It wasn't something that you assigned to him. That's true. He initiated it for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the gratitude journal, it sounds like it's a part of your curriculum. Like you assigned that and you have expectations for that, right? Right. Right. So I think that's, that's the difference is the micromanaging becomes a balance between what is truly excessive and then what is actually teaching. Cause your gratitude journal is a part of your, your daily right. curriculum, right. right? Yeah. And it's a life skill that they'll have their whole life. Right. Hopefully. So, uh, and I wanted them to see beyond, right. You know, mommy and daddy, which I'm so glad to be their first pick. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Well, so then that's not micromanaging in that case. That's just teaching. That's true. (laughs) That's true. I love it. Yeah. So, um, should we, uh, go on to our joys? Yes. Okay. So, um, my moment of joy this week has to do with having all the cousins over, right? So, um, we had them all over and my daughter got out games that she has never opened before. Oh, really? So it was just really fun because I like to try and have lots of things available for her, uh, to find and to, to open when she's interested. So she grabbed, um, the National Parks Monopoly game. Oh, cool. Yep. And, um, it was five of them. Five of the big kids, they're ages 8 to 14, and they were all playing National Parks Monopoly. I think they played three rounds of it. I love that. And then, That's um, so cool. 
Another new game that I really wanted her to check out, but we, she and I can't play it alone. So during our homeschool time, there's really not an opportunity. You need at least three players to make it fun and interesting. And that was the um, Mrs. Wordsmith's Storytellers card game. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So it's like an apples to apples with illustrated story cards. And then you match them up or pair them up with... Um, words and their definitions. Oh, so cool. it's great a uh, vocabulary builder and also sort of that creative outlet and kind of see different people's humors and everything. So. Well, and the words I'm sure I have I have her word a day. Yeah. So I'm sure the words are very uh, colorful yes. and and interesting words. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. How about you? Um well, so my husband's my husband kind of takes the lead on the re- read aloud. Okay. And so he was reading, uh, or just finished actually reading, The Bridge to Terabithia. Oh, yeah. And so what is really awesome about that is I got the I got to be there for the end of it. Sometimes he reads aloud without me there, but mm-hmm. I said I want to be included in this last part. So we spent probably two hours down at the swings that were hanging from our tree. Aww. Leaves are rustling. It was we're in the shade under an oak tree. And uh, I have scones there because we're also going to work in poetry tea time when we take right. a break. And, Cute. and then I have uh, a quilt on the ground. And, you know, my oldest, who's 10, is cuddling with his dad when he's not on the swing and the kids are rotating the use of the right. swings. And, and Bridge to Terabithia is such a precious story and it's a really neat story. And it's a great read aloud because there's a lot to discuss. Right. And, yes. and it's... And... I actually got emotional having not even been there for the whole book, Aww. but the la- being there for the last couple hours of it was was really neat. And then just seeing the kids swing in nature when Bridge to Terabithia is about being in nature and creating right. this dreamland in a forest. So it was it was just a really great moment of joy and seeing that everyone everyone there was full of joy and right. full of thankfulness and just happy to be as a family. How so fun. yeah, it was really great. Yeah, yeah that's really sweet. All right. All right. Well, well, that's it. That was a homeschool fail, but with a lot of successes weaved into that. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm sure we'll have more for you. All right. Thank you.